0: Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember: Tales, Truths, Delights from A Hundred Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. Getting out and walking in the great outdoors does wonders for your body and mind. So when you travel, take a hike. And we're defining hiking as long walks for recreation. It could be on flatland or tough terrain, easy, moderate, or difficult. Just know your limits, get gear to help, do your research, and enjoy. In a bit, we'll be talking with Jeff Herman, editor of Lawn Starter Magazine, which surveyed the best U.S. cities for nearby hikes. But first, let's talk about some of the most popular hiking trails in the United States. The Appalachian Trail in the eastern United States winds through 14 states along the Crescent Valleys of the Appalachian Mountain Range, starting in Springer Mountain, Georgia, in the south, to Katahdin, Maine, in the north. Mount Katahdin is not only one of the most challenging ascents of the trail, but also one of the most spectacular. You can hike part of it, but completing the entire 2,190 miles of the Appalachian Trail, or as hikers call it, AT, in one trip, is called a through hike. Each year, thousands of hikers attempt it, but only about one in four makes it all the way. A typical through hiker takes five to seven months to hike the entire AT. Where do you sleep along the Appalachian Trail? Well, there's an extensive system of campsites and shelters built and maintained by local volunteers. They usually have a water source and additional campsites nearby. Despite how intimidating the AT may sound, beginners can scale the Appalachian Trail's numerous mountains and treat themselves to some of the most gorgeous views on Earth. So, Jeff, do you have any experience
1: with the Appalachian Trail? I haven't hiked the Appalachian Trail myself, but a colleague of mine in Indianapolis, he spent the whole summer hiking the trail. It was a great way for him to recollect his thoughts after he was divorced to sort of replot his life.
0: Absolutely. Many people just do little bits, and it's lots of fun, and they take years and years to complete the experience. It's a wonderful thing to do. How about the Pacific Crest National Scenic Trail on the other coast? Do you know anyone who's hiked that one, Jeff?
1: Yes, I have, and he did it in strange costumes that got a lot of notoriety. Sometimes he wore, like, you know, kilts and everything, which you don't normally do on a hiking trail, but he photographed this whole journey across the Pacific Crest Trail, and it was pretty cool. Is that typical? Is it kind of a weird trail? It's a little odd, but you have people from all over who come there to hike. And I guess this was Ron, and he just decided he was going to make it a pictorial adventure. Wow. I love it. Well, the trail is similar to the
0: Appalachian Trail. The highest portion is the Cascade and Sierra Nevada mountain ranges, which lie 100 to 150 miles east of the U.S. Pacific coast. It's 2,650 miles long and generally takes the entire snow-free season to walk. If you do all of it, that's about five months. Elite athletes have finished the trail in as little as two months. The few who achieve sub-hundred-day hikes average well over 30 miles per day. Between 50 and 60% of people who attempt a through hike of the PCT fail to complete it. The highest point is 13,153 feet at Forrester Pass. Now, the Appalachian Trail takes five to seven months to complete while the PCT takes four to six. That shows when evaluating the most obvious factor, terrain, the AT is without question the more difficult of the two trails. Here's some hiking jargon. Hiker midnight is said to be 9 p.m., or when it's dark. Hiker trash is a word used to describe through hikers, typically characterized by the odor and grungy beard, and frequently looking for a beer. A zero hike is no mileage gain. A Nero hike, little mileage. Do you know any jargon, Jeff?
1: No, these are all new terms to me, but they're very fun.
0: They're fun. I think hiking can be fun. I think that's part of what a hiker enjoys, the fun part, not just the exercise. Now, besides the coastal trails, areas all over the U.S. offer trails along former railroads or canals, and of course, trails in the cities, states, and national parks. Some of these include in New Mexico, reaching the sky in the land of enchantment by hiking Wheeler Peak, the state's tallest summit, or in New York, exploring an actual castle in the clouds after reaching the top of Whiteface Mountain, one of 46 peaks in the Adirondacks. In Texas, you can stay on the lookout for black bears, mountain lions, and skunks if you climb one of four of the Lone Star State's highest peaks at Guadalupe Mountains National Park. In Virginia, Shenandoah National Park has more than 200 miles of woodland trails to explore in the Appalachian and Blue Ridge Mountains. In Washington, you can trek through rivers, forests, and meadows of wildflowers, while escalating an active volcano with glaciated peaks at Mount Rainier National Park. And in West Virginia, you can hike the mountain state and explore more than 20 miles of trails and hundreds of years of American history at Harper's Ferry National Park. Do you have any additional ones outside? In a park?
1: Well, I know that here in Texas, Big Sky, I think, is the big park, and you can see all of the stars and everything in the constellation above. It's a beautiful place to be at night. I think when you're hiking, that's one of the best parts the stars. Now, if you travel to
0: cities but also enjoy hiking, where are the best places near them to slow down and enjoy a scenic route to add to your experience? Tell us about the 13 hiker friendly factors you
1: use to choose your best hiking cities. We wanted to make sure that there are plenty of hiking supplies there. So you had water, you had boots, you had everything you need for a hike. And then also the trails, the number of trails, the difficulty of those trails, and whether they were available for everybody along the way. I think next year we're going to include like whether they're accessible for disabled people because we're always trying to improve these things along the way. But we wanted to make sure, oh, and climate is a factor too. In the South, it's really hot and sweltering to be hiking. So, you know, we tried to factor in the climate in these two.
0: Well, we'll have links to the whole study in our show notes, but let's go through the top U.S. cities that offer hiking nearby. We'll start with number 10 and end with number one, and we'll talk a little about what makes these cities rank so high in available hiking, and we'll add a few things about the cities themselves as we go along, since we're travelers. So number 10 is San Diego. Tell us why it ranks
1: number 10. San Diego is number four in supplies and number 13 in hiking access. And some of the really cool things that you can do there, some of the best parks are Mount Woodson. It's kind of one that people go for the potato chip uh, rock. It's a great Instagrammable moment, but also there's Eagle Rock where you can hike along the Pacific Crest Trail in warmer Springs. And the one that I would personally like to do is Father Junipero, Sarah Trail. The payoff is an old mission dam It's a National Historic Landmark and the oldest dam west of the Mississippi. Wow. Well, I think for walkers, Balboa Park is immense. And there's the San
0: Diego Zoo there. So you can have a lovely walk, visit galleries. And in episode six, we talked about not only the animals, but conservation, which is a big part of San Diego. Okay, what about Las Vegas, number nine?
1: Las Vegas is one of those places that I tend to go to an awful lot, but I don't tend to go hiking out there so much unless I'm walking uh, like around uh, the tourist attractions and everything. For Las Vegas, it was number six in hiking access and number eight in supplies one of the cool things to do is you can walk along Fremont Street that's not necessarily it's an urban hike there's also just walking up and down the strip and there's really cool places neighborhoods down south we stay at South Point that's a place where you can get all your steps in just walking around the building because it's so huge so there's really cool things to do there there Lost Creek Falls and Rock Canyon Red Rock Canyon that would be my favorite place because it's one of those things where you wind up walking it's the rare desert waterfall depending on the season. So you hike and you see a rare desert waterfall. How cool is that? Wow, that's really cool. You can also walk along the top of Hoover Dam, which is very close by.
0: It's a very interesting walk. And Red Rocks, I think, is just great, the Red Rock area. How about Boise, Idaho, number eight?
1: Boise, Idaho is one of those places that seems to be on the top list for people who are moving all over the country because people are moving there because the cost of living is a little bit less than other places. Uh, that was number eight in hiking access. And the coolest thing about Boise is the Greenbelt. It's 25 miles that connects downtown Boise with more than 850 acres of parks and natural areas along the Boise River. Sounds great.
0: I, I've been the there at the old Idaho Penitentiary, which contains 19th century prison cells and gallows, if you like that kind of thing. Number seven is Los Angeles, California. Why is it rated so high?
1: Los Angeles is number 10 in hiking access, and some of the cool places there are the Griffith Observatory Trail, and it's Los Angeles. So if you want to hike and see some celebrities, you might try the Runyon Canyon Park or the Franklin Park, which is another one. So you want to make sure you can see some celebrities while you're hiking. You're going to see them basically at Runyon Canyon Park, which is described as an exerciser's paradise.
0: Well, I think Beverly Hills is also a paradise. We talked about that on episode 41. Lots of glam, lots of celebrity sightings there. You can take a nice hike around the stars' homes, I guess, (laughs) if you're
1: allowed. How about number six, Salt Lake City? Number six, Salt Lake City. It's number four in hiking access. And some of those really cool things there is it has mountains. It's surrounded by the Wasatch Mountains. It's got sparkling waterfalls. It's got stunning forests. And according to Salt Lake Magazine, one of the coolest places to see is Donut Falls, which is a falls that's in the middle of the big Cottonwood Canyon. Another thing that's in big Cottonwood Canyon is Lake Mary, Martha, and Catherine, which are three lakes you can walk around within this area of Cottonwood Basin.
0: A trinity of lakes. One sad thing is the Great Salt Lake is shrinking, and I just want to remind you uh, that it's partly because of climate change. So as a traveler, we always want to be aware of doing what we can to try to keep that from happening. It's, it's very sad. But you can swim there, and it's very dense with salt. You'll float with very little effort if you get on that lake. Okay, Oakland, number
1: five. Oakland, California is number seven in hiking access. And the coolest place I would think that I would want to go is Sequoia Bayview Trail. You can walk along, walk among the sequoias, and also get glimpses of the bay. Beautiful. You know, it's been called San Francisco's Brooklyn because
0: it has some of that same vibe with history and water views, stunning bridge and lots of food and wine. It's an underrated area of the San Francisco
1: Bay. How about Colorado Springs? Colorado, number four. Colorado Springs, Colorado, number three in hiking access and number nine in supplies access. The cool place there that you've always heard of, I'm sure, is Garden of the Gods. That's rated number one for TripAdvisor in terms of hikes and a Red Rock Canyon open space. It gives you great views of Garden of the Gods. Well, there's also Pikes Peak right there.
0: It's a national forest with hiking trails and a cog railway. So there's lots to do. It's, it's an excellent hiking area. Number three, Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Phoenix is number one in hiking access and number eight in hiking quality. And my personal really cool story is South Mountain Park where I wound up going all the way to the top of the mo- mountain. And then it turns out that only five people I knew in the all of Phoenix coincidentally happened to be there in different places on the top of the mountain. Didn't coordinate this. So I kind of took it as a sign that this was a really beautiful place and a really amazing place too. That's an ooh-hoo, ooh-hoo moment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's also the Desert Botanical
0: Garden, which is 50,000 desert cacti and numerous native plants. Tucson, Arizona is number two. Now you've got two in Arizona and with the heat and all, it's interesting. How does climate affect your choice on that?
1: You try and make sure that you're prepared if you're hiking. So you try and do it during the winter time. Or if you do that, you got plenty of water. you got plenty of food. you got plenty of gorp, which is one of those hiking terms I wasn't familiar with. Uh, that's the trail mix. You want to make sure you've got plenty of things so that you're all taken care of. And you hike early in the day whenever possible too. Now number two is Tucson, it's number two in hiking access, and Bear Canyon to Seven Falls trails would be one of the very cool places to see, and Subpoena Canyon to Seven Falls. Something to remember is some of these parks, they're great for families, they're great for you to walk and run, but this one, you really can't have dogs with it. So it's not a dog-friendly hiking area, but it's 8.5 miles, 3.5 hours. And some other cool things about Tucson, I've been there. The Desert Museum, the Biosphere, the Old West movie studio that's there, just not far from there. So all the old planes go and they're stored on some big uh, area. So you can see all these old planes, It's like the the graveyard of old planes. Interesting. There's also
0: Saguaro National Park. Those stately giants are an icon of the American West, those great tall cacti so it's really old west really lots of cowboys and a feeling of the west so our number one city is one that we've discussed recently on episode 58 it's portland oregon and what makes
1: it number one Portland, Oregon is number five for hiking access, but number one for supplies access. It has the largest urban forest in the country. That's Forest Park. That's 80 plus miles of trails in the park. And a really cool thing to do is maybe go the Spring Water Trail. Just because you can see water, it's just beautiful nature. And one thing I like about Portland is that it reminds me of Indianapolis where I worked previously. And you have the cultural trail. It connects all of the arts museums everything downtown it's beautifully landscaped and it is such a cool thing when you have these urban parks downtown that connect everything
0: absolutely and you have a wonderful farm-to-table cuisine you can eat wonderful things wherever you go from a cart or a truck wherever it's a wonderful city well the name of the podcast is places i remember so jeff please share a memory of hiking that you've done
1: My most memorable hiking was spent every Saturday and Sunday in St. Louis when my mom was battling both diabetes and then colon cancer. We would walk across the bridge, which is an urban park. It's a hiking, biking area. We'd walk across the Chain of Rocks Bridge together. And some days I wheeled in a wheelchair, but it was my time with mom in the Chain of Rocks Bridge. Hiking with someone is just a beautiful thing because you walk and talk. And it's a special time for me with my mom. And at the same time, That's where we buried some, that's where we spread some of our ashes. It was such a special place for us. Wow. Well, that's
0: a memory, obviously, that is meaningful to you for different reasons. I think when you walk and you, we call it hiking, but really walking, you get to connect with the earth. You get to meditate, you get exercise, you get pleasure. And it's a basic aspect of travel. So thank you very much for sharing with us today, Jeff Herman. And everybody, keep, keep walking. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, com, and keep making your own travel memories.